brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. If you're watching, like, and subscribe, let's go. Redemption Thursday, muted version of Redemption Thursday, but a pseudo-Redemption Thursday edition of the program. We go full bore next Thursday, but I will say uh, it's just nice to be able to say it with a straight face and know that there are a few on the ledger, Tom. There are a few on the ledger. One that I made weeks ago. I guess I'll bring them to the table. I'll kind of combine some of these summer wagers that I have. Uh, some of those are win totals. Some of those are uh, numbers that have been radically altered over the last several weeks. So we did we promise it today? Tom, I see you posted it right there. By the way, on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. Good to be with you. Hope you're well. Another day closer. We're, we're getting there. We're, we're This week, damn it, man. I don't know if it's just because we're both so busy right now, Tom, and I had the golf show yesterday as well and some other things. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I would like to uh, – maybe I'll find a way. I don't know. It's probably not a, a right time. Vincent Norman, who played at FSU and was an All-American, uh, was our guest yesterday on that show. What a class act. I'm, just, I'm talking to the Knowles out there who may not know who he is. He got his PGA Tour card. He just got it. He finished in the top 25 on the Corn Ferry Tour. So not even a year removed from playing here, he is now going to be on the PGA Tour. So congratulations to him. And it was a great interview. Again, I'm not going to prattle on about golf, but I just want no other Knowles out there to know that dude is awesome and represents Florida State with class and dignity and loved it here and was had a ton of – he's from Sweden. He had a ton of nice things to say about Florida State, the community, and the support that he got here. It was really cool. To your previous question, yeah, I can see it in your face. I have it in my face as well. It's, yeah. it's the first week. Once you set it for the rest of the year, it gets easier. It gets easier. Yeah, well, and actually, it gets it's just so much easier because you're like, all right, on this day I do this, on this day right. I do this, and this is the, yeah, it's just, but that first week. The salt is strong today, just saying. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I you know, you got to embrace it. Yeah, it happens every year. We wouldn't it's, want it any other way. It's either Wednesday or Thursday of the first game. We're every like, year. Woo. Set it like clockwork. Woo. But then once you get over it, you're good. But today is that day. So we'll get through it, though. I've been through 13 of these. It's my 14th. Let's go. 23rd uh, or 4th for me? Good God. I know. I feel the same way. It's almost 25 years that I've been doing Well, I started in radio and sports talk radio in 1998. Mm. That's something else. <laughs> we talked this week about some of our favorite teams and games, and, and the Florida Florida State 2010 game has yeah. come up a lot. Yeah. And you realize how far long ago that was. I'm just thinking to myself, my God, 
what is the equidistant point on the other side? And it's the start of your radio career in mm-hmm. 98, mm-hmm. Uh, in Tallahassee, that is. And for me, that was sixth grade. So sixth grade is equally as far away from the 2010 Florida game as this moment is right now. It's crazy. Yikes. Yeah, well, now do that with my age, and it gets really dicey. Um, I wouldn't do that to you. I've done Today it. is salty day. I'm I've not going to pick a fight. No, no need. Uh, so, hey, really quickly, uh, Dontavius just came into the chat early, right at the start of the show here, and said, and this actually was kind of something I was going to talk about. So it, it worked perfectly. I, I'm not I'm not changing the direction of the show because of this, but I thought it was, I think that there's a lot of people who are on one side of the ledger or the other with this, and he said, listening to ESPN, the nation has no idea how much we've improved and knows little about our roster improvements. We're about to take the league by surprise. Well, I hope you're right, Dontavious. I really do. I, I, um, I think the first part of what you had to say is correct, that, um, that most national pundits never know when a program, a specific program, unless they happen to be from that town or went to that school, most national pundits don't ever really know when a program's about to go from being bad to good. They're always late. And we've talked about that a lot. And I don't begrudge them that. I know that fan bases typically do begrudge them because they're tired of being spat upon. And they just they think it's gratuitous, you know, kicking a team or a program while they're down. and Or they think they're clueless. Or they think it's, it, you know, it's, it's intentional. And I'm here to say that most of the time it's just uh, we're, we're not on their radar because we haven't given them a reason to be over several years. So they're not paying close attention to a program. Like, I don't think a lot of those guys are paying that close attention to, say, Nebraska, who's been down for a lot longer. You know, they're like, well, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll pay attention to Nebraska when it comes time to pay attention to Nebraska. Is this the year you make them? Is this the year that Florida State makes them? Uh, they'll be late. For those of us that have talked about how much better the team is already and that there's a chance that they have a really good season. For me, a really good season might be different than what somebody else thinks. I think a really good season is is eight wins. I think if they get to eight wins, that's a really good season. Really good. Yeah, and I think you know it's reasonable for ESPN, like you're talking about, force them to know who you are. They know what the program's about. They know the history. Well, they know the history, But, the but force them to know this roster. Force them to know yeah. why you're better. Force but, that... Force that, sorry, Tom, force that game day conversation. So college game day, right? Yeah. That You know the conversation I'm talking about. It's week five, and they're going, hey, Noel's got a big one today in Tallahassee. How about the start Florida State's off to? The conversation that begins that way. Force that to happen. Right. And then get mad at them because they still get the names wrong. Like, Jared Versey is a good player. And you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> right. But, you know, with their job, the national people, we shouldn't be on the radar. Time is of the essence. You've got to crunch a lot of rosters, a lot of teams, and a lot of scenarios for a lot of conferences. Yeah. And we're not cracking that list. I, You know, today I read on The Athletic they had the you know college football teams ranked one all the way to the end. And we were something like 44th. And I thought, oh, look at that. More respect Better for us. Better than the coaches poll. And, you know, I just wanted to, as you like to say, punch myself in my own testicles. Yes. Because yes. I'm I'm saying to myself internally when I see 40-something for the Knowles, okay, all right, that's better. Yeah, you're mad to think that you right. were actually perked up by that, having read that. Yes. Yeah. Let's get people talking about us as a legitimate top 25 team. We've got to touch that top 25 at some point this year. 
That's got to be part of the goal. Eight and four, you're gonna right. I think you with this schedule, if you finish eight and four, you, you may not finish in there. But there's a week or two where there you are, and you say, "Oh my God, what's that number next to our school name on the graphic? We're ranked. Good for us." You know what I find interesting, and I know where it comes from. Uh, it comes from the fact that they just got a huge commitment to go along with the, the cachet and the and the in the history. Um, although that's a skewed and interesting history, but Texas has talked about an awful lot for a program that hasn't done a damn thing in a very very long time, and that aggravates me a little bit. But getting that they got you know, given that they got Manning. That, that's kind of what that's about, but damn it, man. Also saw an economic news yesterday that they are now going to overtake as the richest university in the country over Harvard because apparently the oil fields that are owned by the university or whatever interest mm. they have bringing in $6 million a day? I mean, yeah. What? So it just, it always, every year, the conversation returns to how on this earth are, are you, you run bad? so inefficient? Always bad. Always. Yeah. No, I, and you know, listen, I, I, I've done this for a long time. Part of it's my family history with the mom's side of family having gone to Oklahoma and me going with my granddad to a game in Oklahoma and, you know, I, family farm being in Oklahoma. I actually have ties to Oklahoma, and so I root for OU, so it's fun for me to make fun of Texas because it's absurd that they're bad. It should never happen with all the amenities, the recruiting grounds that they have, the I mean, the endless funds that they could you know, oh, contribute yes. to football. Imagine if the Bowden run in the 14 years had, I don't know, a minuscule amount percentage-wise of Texas resources and money on I top know. of the fact that he was whooping ass because this athletic department operated way above their means. Yeah, they hit they hit way above their weight class for a very, very long time. It's it's This is our concern, dude. Could have right, been used right, right here. That's yeah. been the problem for a while is because now we've, we, we're in a bit of a crisis where money matters more than it used to. It always mattered. Always mattered, but now it matters more because of the NIL game. And, and I'm sure that, you know, there's, well, I'm not sure if they could afford it, but they might have a data scientist on the payroll that could tell you exactly how much every win is going to be worth at Florida State this year. Like Florida would be worth more than Louisiana, yeah, yeah. but how much every single win could be worth to this university in terms of booster support and then quite separately from a different organization altogether, Rising Spear and the NIL collectives. But every win this year means you're bridging the gap. It's that critical. The conversation we had yesterday sparked some frustrated responses on the chat, on my Twitter feed. People kind of thinking that we were coming at it from a negative standpoint. The, the, the very name of the segment was, this is our concern, dude. I mean, it should have been self-evident that it's not intentionally negative. It is pointing out areas of the team that we have concerns with. That said, uh, what I thought was interesting is that I, I think people reacted the way that they did, partly because, A, we're desperate to have a winning season, we're desperate to be good again, we're desperate to be successful because of what you're talking about, the importance of this season and what each win can mean in terms of dollars and turning heads and changing minds and winning hearts and minds of players, all of it, right? But the other reason is because people really like Mike Norvell. That's the truth. The, 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 even the people, I think, that would – let's say you're in the camp of if he doesn't win you know, six games this year, you have to fire him immediately. Let's just say that's where you're at. I don't meet too many people who say that with with a tinge of, of uh, uh, you know, glee. 
I think most people would begrudgingly say, damn it. You know, they would almost see it as a, a necessity yeah. that, they, that they hate, a reality that they don't like. We would all become disappointed dad yeah. in the stands. Where you have to restrict your kid. Remember, FSU disappointed dad with the mustache. Yeah, famous. Yeah. Yeah, we would be yeah. that guy. Like, damn. Right. Well, I could tell you, I never got to go behind the scenes like you did before the spring game a couple of years ago. That was and, cool. And, and that was a really cool experience. But the best availability I've had around Mike Norvell was this year in Charlotte when he talked to the local media only. It was downstairs in one of the conference rooms. And he quite literally sat in a chair and kind of shot from the hip and talked with us for a while. It was all on the record. But towards the end, what he was talking about was, if you want to build something to last, you've got to build it the right way. You, you can't try and, and patchwork everything. That is correct. Because you're, then your culture hasn't been, your core hasn't been established. At that point, right. right. And while that's very rah-rah, for me to say that I agree with, it's also true. There was a lot to overhaul here, and that's why everybody's rooting. That's for him. why everybody's rooting for him because they know he had, I mean, ridiculous amounts of fires to put out, and then ridiculous amounts of inefficiencies to try and make efficient fast. Pandemic year one, so you're way behind before you can even yeah, do the things that you the wanted to do. Took on a different, yeah, right. So you want to see the man rewarded? He's, I mean, he couldn't even coach his first Miami game because he caught COVID. That's the kind of luck this dude has had since day one. Yeah, but at the same time, and this is where there's a balance to all this. At the same time, people understand that it's different here. You're not, you're not coaching Maryland. You're coaching Florida State, and this is a proud program. This is a program with real cachet. This is a program that in the illustrious history of college football has made its mark as one of the upper crust programs the game has ever seen. Oh, is it as elite as a few others? No. There are plenty of programs, more than a handful, that have a greater tradition and more wins and titles than Florida State, of course. But there is no denying uh, that the, the this state houses three really preeminent football programs. It's pretty interesting to think about. If you take a, take away your allegiance to your program, say you're listening to me and you're a Gator or you're a Kane or you're an O, just take that away for a second and just think about it from the state, not that we all puff out our chest and say, yay, Florida. That's a weird thing to do. But the point would be you, you would sit back and go, yeah, man, I'm from here. I played football in this state, and this state produces elite talent. We all know that. People come here to raid our talent, and we have one of the – you know, this is a state that houses three of the preeminent football programs of the last 75 years. So because of that, because there are weighty expectations, because patience is not exercised by the fan bases in this state, and understandably so, then, you know, nobody's going to throw a pity party. You can, you can feel some sympathy. You can have empathy. You can say, boy, Mike has caught some bad breaks. And you'd be right, because he has. And he's had a lot to overhaul. You're correct to point that out. But you do have to start some, winning some games. And it's not wrong. Like People feel guilty, especially if they like him. And I like him a lot. People feel guilty. They'll be like, well, you know, I, I feel bad having to say this, but if we don't get to 500 this year, I, we might need to make a change. Now, of course, how that happens and what that looks like matters. If Jordan, you know, knock on wood, it doesn't happen. But if you suffer a terrible injury to a, a key starter, especially a quarterback, or something like that happens, well, then you, you're going to judge the season a little differently. But 
regardless. Yeah, well, you'd, you'll talk about roster building and, and the check I would and talk about why didn't yeah. you have anybody behind him that right. could play? Why didn't you? Yeah, know, I mean, there would be a lot of things that we came could up talk in the about. Yeah, it did come up in the spring for yeah. good reason. So there's all of that, and Florida State fans are debating that amongst each other right now. I mean, if you go on the message boards on warchant.com, if you go and you look at our chat, if you go on anybody's Twitter feed, you go anywhere that there are Florida State places and debate and conversation, then people, you know, are going to have varying degrees to which they think success has to be matched for them to stick by this guy. And it changes for everybody, but but it's okay to have high expectations. This is Florida State. It's okay to hold somebody accountable who's making $5 million-plus a year. It's all right to do that. It's also okay to offer up valid reasons why success hasn't happened yet. That's fair, too. Yeah, there are separate points here, but you can believe all of them in, in different increments. Like, for example, with him this year, um, I don't want to see mistakes like I did against Jacksonville State where you're having a – Two quarterbacks in the backfield at the well, same time. That's the dumbest time. thing I've ever seen. I, but how can you green light that ever? I don't like, know how that happened. In what world can you green light that? I, that was a, a catastrophe. Third and short, I'd like to see us be able to run the football a little bit more. And if, and if we don't, let's not throw a fade to somebody who's six feet taller or, or shorter. Right? Those kinds of situations. Silly. I would like to see less lack of composure with fourth down decisions. I'm forward thinking too, but if you really trace all of them from the start of the season to the end, there's You're not You're pointing out that there are things to criticize and that is Yes, th- these are separate deals. This has nothing to do with the fact that well, you were handed a mess. I'll just tell you this, Tom. You can't tell me at your press conference, your opening press conference that special teams will reflect yeah. how you do everything and right. then be terrible on special teams. Yep. So, these are things that are fair. And when we have these conversations, and it doesn't make you a hater, it doesn't make you negative, it's, it's pointing out that there's a lot of good here, but there's some bad, and it all adds up to a really important season. And this season has real expectations for good reason. And I'm really hoping, because this is also part of my point, as we get set to embark on yet another season, I'm hoping it works out, because I like the man. And I think that even though you can acknowledge those mistakes, he's done a lot of things right. Most important, and I'll give you something that I thought about, and it's, it's, I think it's apt. You know, if you, if you are establishing culture, and you were talking about this, and Norvell was talking about why, you know, you can't just patchwork things. He was telling you this in Charlotte. and We witnessed on the heels of the most embarrassing loss in Florida State football history. Jacksonville State, his adherence to those tenets. The fact that he never wavered, he apologized, said it would never happen again. You know, he owned it in the press conference, which you have to do. And then from there, did not change his stance or his methodology, didn't change the way they went about practicing and doing things, right? Because he was establishing this culture. Yeah, he didn't panic. And to panic and turn another direction would show that those were just words. Those weren't ideals you believed in. That was just empty rhetoric. So when he didn't show panic and when he didn't change course and he remained steadfast with what he had been implementing all along in the wake of a humiliating loss, I gained more respect for him. I said, okay. I really want you to succeed now because those weren't empty gestures. It's funny, and I, I don't think he's listening. He's probably at school. 
I'm going to tell on my son for a second, but I did something I'm actually happy about, and it worked out because I do believe kids prefer discipline over willy-nilly do what you want. They don't know they want it, but they do. And that's true in football. It's true, really, in most places. You, you want consistency in principles and operations and the way you do things, right? You want consistency. You Less want to, worry to be about. held to a standard, and you want to know what is the standard, all right? My son, the first week of school, comes home. He had just finished a book that I gave him to read. Now, this was over the summer. I was making him read books because otherwise he would just screw around and play video games. So I said, you're going to read this book, and I want you to read this book. Whatever. I make both of them do it. They get pissed off, but I don't care. So this book, uh, it's Ishmael, and he has the name of the book. So I said, I wanted him to read this, and he said, okay. He finished it the day before school is supposed to start. Now, I wanted it done a long time ago, but anyhow, he finished it, right? He got an assignment the first week at Leon where they have to do a book report, and they're allowed to pick any book they want. Now, he has a piece of paper where you have to write the title of the book and your parent has to sign that you're going to read this. And it says oh, it can't... It this can't, is getting good. Yeah. He went, he went to mom. Sorry. No, no, no. You can't, it can't be a book you've already read. It could be a book that you are currently reading if you have a lot of room to, to read. Like you have 10 chapters left or something the like epilogue. that. The epilogue. Yeah, it could be whatever. So Bryce writes down Ishmael which, of course, he's already completed. He brings it to me. He doesn't try to bring it to his mother, which is good. That was part. He brings it to me and says, Dad, can you sign? i got to do a book report. And I said, okay. And I read the instructions at the top. And at the top it says, can't be a book you've read before. So now I'm, I know he's read Ishmael, and I'm standing there, and I read that, and I read it again. And I go, no, nah, man, that ain't it. you got to pick a different book. And he goes, what are you talking about? I just finished Ishmael last night. I can ace this book report. I'll start writing it right now. I'll get out in front of it. It's going to be great. Don't you want me to stay out in front of my work? You're always talking about stay on top of oh, your work. That's well done. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, of course. I also believe in following the directions that your teacher asks. And it says right here, it can't be a book you've read. Yeah. Can we establish that you have read Ishmael? He said, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, oh boy, he exposed I, the queen on the chessboard. And I went, I couldn't believe it, right? So then I said, he was pissed. He's like, you're really going to make me read a new book from scratch? I said, oh, I'm not. She is. And then, and he's, so obviously he doesn't want to hear it. I don't care. I make him erase Ishmael. And then he goes back into his room. So then I get a book for him. And I walk back there. It's a shorter book than the one I had him read before, but it meets all the criteria and it's brand new. And I walk in and I go, Here's what you should read. If you're going to bitch about it and not pick a book yourself, here's what you should read. And I threw it. I threw it on the bed. I said, read that. And he goes, he looks at it, he sighs, and he looks back at me, and he's like, that's what you want me to read? I'm like, sure. Well, you, you can pick one, but you're too busy pitching, so here you go. Start. Called the coach, Bobby Bowden, right? Said, <laughs> so I, I threw it down, and I said, read that. So then he, he complains for a day. The end of the week, I walked into his room to ask how school was going. He was leaning back in his bed, and he was on chapter three. And he was reading with zeal. I felt proud in the moment of, of him, but I walked out of the room, and I realized that, that was the test. There's the test. 
Jacksonville State was Mike's test. He didn't waver. He stood by the rules and the way you're supposed to do things that he had established. Okay? The reward for that is that these kids will go to war for you. They will continue to do the things you're asking them to do. At some point, though, when we get back to this, there has to be a reward. There has to be something. Yes. I would say in this analogy, though, Mike did use Ishmael, and he got caught for it. In that game. In that game. And never again. But his kids, he said, no, you can't do that. I can screw this up. (laughs) No, and I'm only going to do it once. That's why we were mad. Yeah, right. Because He's, yes. you, you broke your own principles, but you do believe in them. It's just, oh, my God, I just got caught. It's like saying to your parents and, and understanding you're not allowed to tell a lie. You can't tell me lies. Right. Don't, don't, don't lie to yourself and don't lie to me. All right? Don't do that. And unfortunately, the defensive guys were reading Ishmael on that fourth <laughs> down on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, there you go. A little cushion. Nothing big. Nothing big. So, I, it just if you do the right things and you stick by your principles and you, you kind of continue even in the wake of a lot of frustration and embarrassing moments and whatever it might be, then you're rooting. Then you want a guy like that to win. You want a guy like that to succeed. He's not full of it. Half the, half the guys that we talk to in this business, and I'm not talking about football per se. I don't know about coaching. I'm talking about anywhere we go where we interview and talk to and observe and, and, and analyze. Half these guys are full of it. They're, just, it's, they're, they're silver-tongued devils, man. They can just say whatever you want to hear. Let me tell you about my time in yeah, Greece. Thank you. There it is, right? Nonsense. Now, does he know it? basketball? Yes, he knows basketball. Is he full of it? Yes. He's a liar and a cheat. He's those, you can't root for guys like that. But that's not Mike. We don't think that about Mike. We like Mike. And so this fan base desperately wants to see this guy make it while also acknowledging if he doesn't, we have standards here, brother. Good luck at your next job. Maybe you need a little silver tongue to get that next job. Hey, Jeff, pleasure to sit down with you. (laughs) I'm not used to being the second most handsome man at the desk. Oh, there it is. Unbelievable. There it is. Look at this guy. guy. Look at this guy. Gorgeous. The Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. And a fine redemption Thursday to you and yours. 
Good to be with you. Oh, look at that, Tommy. My parking pass has been sent for the game on Saturday. I guess that means you're going. I've got a, I've got my pass. I've got my parking pass. We'll be at Hotel Indigo having a good time. We'll be where? Hotel Indigo. Pre-game show, baby. Uh, should note that uh, the, the, the signature sandwich from Zaxby's is going to be uh, on the ledger for this weekend there you go. as uh, our friends are once again on board, and I'm happy they are. You want me to read that now? Well, I mean. I don't have to, right? Extol the virtues. It's up to you. I'll read it later. I just know that the Zaxby's on board again for the pregame show, and we love them for it and appreciate everything they do. Well, they're on board for everything. They said, how much is Saturday? How much? I want everything you got. Bring me everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And they are a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. So they're not, they're not screwing around, buddy. Not just screwing, quit screwing around. <laughs> That's uh, South Park, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so they wrote about us. And the, well, they wrote the entirety, as Tom alluded to. Um, I'm fired, aren't I? Aren't I? Hot seats, tier 11 was mm. ESPN for Arizona State, Florida State, Nebraska, West Virginia. That's the tier we were on, tier 11. The preceding tiers, if you didn't read the article, tier 10, tier 9, tier 1. The clear favorites, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Tier two, how quickly quickly we forget. Clemson, Michigan, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Tier three, rising stars. NC State, Utah. You're damn right. Wisconsin, no, no. Stop with that already. Every effing year with Wisconsin. Texas A&M is on that list. Well, we'll see. Perhaps someday. The $700 million they've given Jimbo will pay off in the form of something other than, you know, eight and four, thanks for that season. Hey, he has a national championship trophy at Texas A&M. He has one. <laughs> That's true. Tier four was the they are maybe back. Miami, Texas, Southern Cal. Jesus. Mm-hmm. There are that many tiers between what you just listed and where we are? Tier five, the kind of basketball schools. Wake Forest, Houston, Kentucky, Michigan State, Oklahoma State, Baylor. Tier 6, the the under-the-radar gems. Arkansas, BYU, Cincinnati, Iowa, Ole Miss, and Pitt. Tier 7, wilder things have happened. You can sense my frustration as I was reading this. Holy God. Oregon, Minnesota, Mississippi State, Purdue, and Tennessee. Purdue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Tom, it gets worse. Tier 8. Big names, bad records. Auburn, Florida, LSU, Penn State, Washington. Why wouldn't we be there? Big names, bad record. That's mm, us. That is That's it. us. My hand's raised. Tier 9, plucky upstarts. Kansas State, Louisville. Oh, no. Maryland, North Carolina, UCLA. <sighs> Tier 10. And the salt is being poured on top of the salt. Tier 10. The system is rigged. Air Force, Appalachian State, Army, Boise State, Coastal Carolina, Fresno State, San Diego State, UCF. Interesting category name. Tier 11, hot seats. I'm fired, aren't I? Arizona State, Florida State, Nebraska, West Virginia. And they write, eight months ago, fans tried to fire Mike Norvell on Twitter spaces. Herm Edwards has danced around NCAA violations, but a sizable chunk of his staff took the hit, and a member of his 
A number of his best players, including Jaden Daniels, hit the transfer portal. Scott Frost has his O-linemen working so hard they throw up to 15 times a day. They throw up up to 15 right, times a day. Right, right. Which mirrors how Nebraska fans have felt over the past four years. Neil Brown is just 17 and 18 through three seasons at West Virginia, but by bringing in JT Daniels, should say oft-injured JT Daniels, he has at least assured himself his backup quarterback will blossom into a star. Okay, well played. So can any of these teams be proactive enough to change the paradigm? And aren't proactive and paradigm just words lazy writers use to sound informed? Uh, so Who penned this? I don't know. I don't know. Is ESPN? It's ESPN.com. Oh, David Hale, our friend. Hell. All right. <laughs> I'm sure it was a assignment. Yeah, I'm sure with discretion. You're going to put us down there? All right, man. I see you. I don't know that ranking the tiers is the thing here because you could go down and find some teams that... Oh, I'm Chris Jericho. He's made the list. <laughs> He's on the list now. <laughs> well, It's not gonna... quite Dinich list territory. Oh, hey, Jimbo, no, no, this no, no, is no, the no, best no, you'll no, ever no, do, no, but no, that's no. that's pretty bad. One of them is informed and knowledgeable and interesting and smart and fun to talk to, and the other is You've not. You've got Louisville multiple tiers ahead of us? All right. All right. Well, we do play Louisville. We do indeed. We can do something about that. Indeed, they we can. play them soon. I might add. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not too far off in the distance. Little- this season can't start soon enough. I know it starts Saturday, but damn it, I- anxious is the right word. I hear San Diego State above us. Air Force. This is not a ranking of where you mm-hmm. think they're going to finish per se. It is based on the names of the tiers. It, it's implied by the number. It of feels. The tier it feels there's some you implication fit. to that. Yeah. It does feel that. All way. right. Well, you had to have been very elated to see that uh, Louisville, Maryland, K State, UCLA. Well, UCLA has done not a lot. I had heard <laughs> the spaces thing came up in his conversation with Mike up in Charlotte. He must have really fallen in love with that to. Bring it up. To bring that up and throw him in Tier 11. That's okay. You'll learn more about the two deep soon here, David. It'll be all right. That's the wish. That's the hope. That's what everybody comes into Saturday's game thinking. All right, I'm about to embark on a fun season, a season in which a big step forward is finally taken, and we can breathe a sigh of relief. We can exhale to know that Florida State now not even close to where they'd like to be, not all the way back, is at least turning a corner. I think the being, and, and you know, this is the hard part, as it relates to turning a corner, many of these years have been, have featured uh, the, 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 you know, the optimism that comes in the offseason, but with very little in the way of a sign that good times lay in wait. And that has been difficult. And I don't know that we can handle. I don't know that the fan base will remain civil if if this season doesn't give us the evidence yeah. that we're turning said corner. I don't know that they can. I, I've been very, very impressed with this fan base this past year because we're not a rational player all that often. This fan base gets angry about a lot of things all the time, and it makes me laugh somewhat. I acknowledge it. They're my own, so I can do it. Some's legit. Yeah, some, some of it, is, some of it but, is legit. Yeah, yeah like but but a lot of it's not. MLK doing the chop in a Nike. Vapor. Well, that was embarrassing. That was yeah. humiliating. What the hell? That kid got fired. Okay, whatever. That's not the same as what I'm talking about. With the anger they feel just in general about the state of the program, they've come to a place. It took a while 
of acceptance and they settled into the role of rooting, hoping, wishing, providing support verbally and otherwise online. You've seen it. You've, most people have been, you're not seeing long diatribes about the, the state, Florida states. And that's usually when you're on the, on the way down. People go kicking and screaming into that good night, right? They don't want to, to accept that. Acceptance is the last. This fan base accepted, probably after Jacksonville State, that, okay, yeah, we're not, we're terrible, guys. We're awful. This is no longer, boy, we're just middling, not getting the most out of our guys. When are we going to see signs of progress? No, this is, we suck. Like, the fans had to accept that. But once you do that, then you go about the process of trying to pick yourself up. Let's go. Let's let's get up in the morning and not eat some processed nonsense. Let's have a piece of fruit and go for a jog. Let's see if we can keep it together this day. And then can we do it again tomorrow? And we're going to make the most of this day. And then the next one and the next one. At some point, though, I better see some damn weight loss. <laughs> so, But you have to accept all that first, right? This fan base did. If we suck again this year, right, I right. I'm telling you. Well, that's but where it doesn't, I, I'm not saying we will. It's just I feel like this. There's a lot. But I mean, you're gonna throw Mike it's in there weighty. with Herm. That I mean, I really? Didn't, I didn't no. know. Yeah, David. Well, in fairness, now I mean, with Herm, I'm not saying he's. Well, I, I would tell you that it's okay to throw Mike in a in the conversation of being on a warm seat. Fair. Am I fought well? That's more than warm. That tier says you are squarely on the hot seat today. And you're going to put him in a lumped area. Right. I can't imagine that Herm Edwards' practices are are run <laughs> like these are, with efficiency and no bad actors. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Johnny left for a reason, man, because people weren't on the same page over there. This looks like an outfit that's on the same page. Hopefully they could be greater than the sum of their parts. They're going to need to be to touch eight or nine, or they're going to need to get lucky in terms of injuries and turnovers. But, I mean, good God. I feel like James Earl Jones in Field of Dreams. Now, yeah. you really pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> Tier 11? Oh, man. it's uh, It was something. I read that yesterday. And I went, oh, okay. But you get an opportunity, and this is no, no, fan base is like nothing more than to be able to rattle the cages and swords and say, all right, here, here's the deal, man. You're wrong, and we're going to tell you all about it the second you realize you're wrong, but I already know you are. I know you're wrong, and I like having this knowledge in advance. Now, that's, that's, that's a segment of the fan base. Right. I'm sure there's a small percentage that's like, yeah, guys, we're going to suck again. <laughs> I don't think that's a small percentage. You think there's a large percentage of people that think we're going to suck? I think a significant percentage. They're not very vocal. Correct. They're they just, just sit on the sidelines going, oh, these poor waiting. people, these yeah. poor people. They're out here believing it all. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a third of the fan base. I'm just saying it's a significant percentage of people who have to see it. And I don't blame them. No, I don't uh, blame yeah, them no, one no, I, I, bit. I, yeah. Just because we get to see practice. I mean, No, no, no. You, if I live in Tampa and I live and work and I have a job every day where I'm busting my ass, come home at 6.30, I eat dinner, kiss my wife, kiss my kids, go to bed and do it all over again. I don't have time to be worried about all the intricacies of practice. Football's about to be here this Saturday. I can't wait to sit down with my buddies that are going to come down from down the street and we're going to have a cold one and watch the Knowles. 
maybe I have zero expectations. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'm, I'm saying to them, hey, this could be the year we look a little better, you hope, you know? But I probably haven't spent a lot of time thinking we're going to be good. Uh, I'm just going to assume, because I don't like to get hurt, that we're bad until we're not. Right. And then hopefully in that household, uh, the other person, because the wife could be the, the diehard Noel, and then the husband's like, eh, I'm going to bed. Maybe the spouse would say to the other, why didn't you come to bed early last night? Well, guess what? I stayed for all four quarters of the Knowles game. I watched them in Louisiana. They took down LSU. And I'm in a damn fine Get mood. Get you some. So don't expect me to come to bed at halftime of the Louisville game. I'm going to be up. You know why? Because we're good again. <laughs> well, you would certainly ratchet expectations at that point. They would be raised considerably if you knock off LSU. And I would tell you that if we knock off LSU, I'm that'll be the first time I get nervous. You have a long time to deal with that, though. Mm-hmm. It'll be the first time I get nervous. What would you be nervous about? Expectations. Now I expect a lot. I think LSU is quite a bit more talented than Florida State is. If Florida State goes out there and wins that game, matches them physically with that defensive line, those receivers, and Florida State handles that well and wins that football game, well, then I'm going to expect that we go to Louisville and win that football game. And now we're now we're big time into the world of expectations yeah. and possibilities. You're staring 5-0 and in the face. Well, of because, yeah. Tom, yeah. then all of a sudden, think about it, man. We At that point, all of a sudden, you're not having conversations about can we get to seven or eight wins. You're starting to talk about at 5-0, and you're talking about with wins over both Louisville on the road and right. LSU and New Orleans. And, I yeah. mean, you know, Even if on. you're 4-1 and one on the eve of the NC State game, you're 4-1. and one. Yeah. You know, and you're and looking at that, you're just saying – we could go one and one these next two weeks, right? And that, and now all of a sudden, you're talking about a dream season, which catapults you into a yep. different tier of possibility within the recruiting world. Certainly not tier eleven. <laughs> we might get written about different next year. That's right. Yeah, differently, if it was a different Tom. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Three-time national champion... Florida State soccer team hosts Auburn for the home opener. And I would imagine the soccer complex is going to be lit up. Number two ranked team in the country is Florida State, 1-0-1, hosting number 16 Auburn, who's 2-0, 6 o'clock tonight. No more overtimes in the regular season, so you're going to see a lot more draws Mm -hmm. in soccer this year and everybody's record. And uh, that logo with the three stars looks perfect now. I mean, I want a fourth one. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but with the three national championship stars, I just I like symmetry. I like things to each have their place, and uh, those look choice now. Florida State fans are going to be excited to go into Doe Campbell Stadium on Saturday. You'll see some changes there too that I should mention that you and I have had a good look at. Uh, they were doing that with the lettering uh, up yes. on the wall there under the press box. It's uh, impressive. They did that, and on the other side too, or the president's box. That yeah, they're nice. It's nice to show what we've done and accomplished. About damn time. We have accomplished a lot. We should remind everybody. Clemson just makes up things and puts it up there. We can at least put ours up there. Come on now. Yeah, and it's not in a place where it looks faded from 1982 and it's a poster. 
you know it's it's more modern looking it's sleeker and cleaner good job university good job alford that's that's got michael alford's fingerprints all over it yeah it's impressive by the way florida state soccer back to that for a minute this is pretty impressive in the last five years, the Knolls are 14-2-2 against their August opponents, outscoring them 39-8. to Florida State in, in, at home uh, is a ridiculous 182-15-10 since 2005. That's a whole lot of kicking ass. That's a winning percentage of over uh, 900. That will get it done. And their last 127 matches played at home, they're 113-7-7. Jesus. <laughs> that is as dominant as you get. Uh, they were undefeated last year at home. They did have the one draw. Uh, that is uh, the 10th time since 2005 they didn't lose a home game. Remember when baseball would have series records like that? Well, we had one against Maryland that was epic that I used to crack up about all the time when we used to pace their sorry ass. I just mean in general, like home series at Hauser. You yeah. know, the, the record with the Sunday goals for years and years was undefeated. Look forward to that program getting back to doing things like soccer does. I look forward to all of our programs getting Not to a place sucking, where they yes, do where, where soccer yes, does, yeah. you know, well, regularly. Well, the problem is the non-revenue sports, for the most part, have been very, very good for some time. Uh, and, you know, if we're being fair, of the revenue sports, basketball has been very, very good, save for last year. So, Yeah, uh, their home record actually rivals, you know, yeah. considering ACC competition every it's year, my God. It's unreal what the record has been at home. And that actually figures to be a much better team this year as well. Don't want to go down the road of basketball just yet, but they're going to be better. But you feel better than you did two months ago. Much better. I, I still think that the... The epic rise to have a chance to knock on the door of winning a national title like we did before the ACC tournament was canceled and sports were shut down. That, that team could have won it all, and I don't think we're going to get back to that anytime soon. What sucks about that beyond the obvious is yeah. that you'd have a Final Four banner and you'd have a national championship in basketball, and we would all have wept for Leonard, which would have been amazing. Yep. The legacy of that tremendous human being. and the recruiting trail. We already do well, but think about what that would have done. Oh, my oh, God, yeah, for subsequent yeah. classes? No, I've already spent too much time lamenting all of the fallout from uh, that season and, and how the postseason would have played out and everything else. Hell, Dick Vitale wrote a book about how Florida State won a national championship. Is that what you told Bryce to read? Do a uh, book report on No, I can't imagine that book's any good at all. Good work out of you, sir, for the first hour. We got one to go. I feel very good about it. I feel like that hour was a championship hour. We're, we're, we're off on the right foot here. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with it.